0: And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Oh hell yeah. That's right. An exclusive with stone cold Steve Austin. Keep your ears on this podcast feed from Sports Keita for even more stone cold exclusives in the days ahead.
1: Is, Dutch is right. gone. We, we are here. We've started the show. We had Dutch when I started the thing, and now Dutch is gone. Anyway, welcome into uh, Smack Talk here on the Sports Keto Wrestling <laughs> YouTube, Twitter. Dutch Mantel has pulled the Brock Lesnar. He has left. He has left. I have he's left. left. Before yeah. so, oh, and now have, he's back. Okay. I have left the building. And now he's back. All right. I, I see what I you're I doing didn't make a million dollars while I
2: was gone, like Brock did.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I, I just assume maybe you had to step out for a smoke break, take a phone call. You know, we were only 40 seconds into the show. I know I know you tend to get tired as a so show. you did off.
2: it on purpose. I know what you did. <laughs> but I had to step out for the mercy. I'll just leave. Let him worry. See, I don't know why you do that to me. I mean,
1: I, w- I wasn't worried. I don't know about Sid. But what's going on there, guys? Uh, guys and gals, welcome in. What do you guys want to talk about tonight? Anything big happen? I mean, I don't know. I think we can probably... Talk- I think we probably cooked through the show in about 10, 15 minutes. Yep. We'll get your, as many comments in as we can. What's up to Steven and Ricky and Christopher and Ozzy and Ozzy and Ozzy and Ozzy because Ozzy just loves to just drown the chat out the first uh, two minutes of the show. But we appreciate you. Love all you guys. What's going on, John? Uh, obviously, yeah, guys, the, the big news of the day, we're going to carve out a good chunk of the show to talk about this is something that, frankly, I didn't think we would ever see happen. Um, nope. Nope. Vince McMahon today, voluntarily retiring and retiring across the board. Voluntarily. No longer in uh, charge of WWE creative, no longer in charge of anything. He is done. He is kaput. He obviously still is a majority stockholder. Uh, He's going to continue to make money off of WWE. Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, now the co-CEOs. Triple H the news broke earlier today and uh he's back as executive vice president and head of talent relations and if you're wondering what's going on with creative well right now and I I stress this at the moment Bruce Pritchard is in charge Vince McMahon helping him out a little bit on the transition process Sid this is something <laughs> you and I have talked about before that if it would happen that's how it would go down but uh Dutch I know people are interested in, in hearing your thoughts on this. Um, Vince McMahon stepping down, retiring at age uh, 77, saying he's, uh, he's done.
2: Well, you want to hear my conspiracy theories? Always. Yeah. We always want to hear conspiracy theories. No, but I heard, I heard Bruce. Bruce was being moved over, and Triple H was taking his spot now. I mean, he's going to be with the company, but he's not going to be in the same position he's in now because Triple H is going to take his spot to move back in. That's what I heard. Well, I don't the truth there is to it. Well, Bruce in- was, theory. was
1: inter, uh, on an interim basis, Bruce was uh, head of talent relations. So in okay. that sense, Triple H is moving in and taking over the permanent job of head of talent relations because they gave that job to Bruce when Laurinaitis went on, on leave.
2: Okay. Now, as I read that today, it said, uh, Vince McMahon retired. And I didn't ever think I would ever hear those words. I think he would have he would have gone until he died, and the stock market closed at four o'clock. He announced his retirement at four o five. That means no trades can be made this weekend. I guess I don't know, but the stock is really not as as bad as a lot of people thought it would be because it's back up. It's up. I think it's back up and it went to the high in the mid sixties. Now it's in the mid fifties, which is not too bad. So the question is, was he strongly urged to step aside or did did he resign of his own volition? I think he was strongly urged to step out of the way. I think Stephanie had something to do with that, probably Nick Kahn. And as we know, Nick Kahn and Stephanie have both filled the spot that Vince had. So I don't know how that's going to work. Right now, Stanford is in basically turmoil because nobody really knows what's going on. They know that Vince is not the boss anymore, and I think there's some people who were, you know, under Vince. I mean, that's how they got there. They're now wondering about their positions because you know when you have a when you have a management change. There's a lot of changes underneath that because they get their own team in place. And I think there's a lot of nervous people in Stanford tonight. One of them could be Kevin Dunn because I think he just cashed all his WWE stock in. I read that too.
1: Yeah. That, uh, that was part of uh, the reporting that we uh, saw come out today. um, As far as some of those other people under the Vince McMahon tree, uh, many believe that with Triple H now being put in place, it pretty much solidifies that John Laurinaitis is not going to be back. Uh, I was listening to Sean, yeah, I was listening to Sean Rossap today. Uh, he is under the impression that Kevin Dunn uh, will probably be done by the end of this year uh, with with WWE, and then you know, Sid. Now all eyes turn to to Bruce Pritchard, and we have talked about this. You said, you know, on another platform that we are on. I do believe that you said, should Vince McMahon step away on an interim basis, like he's going to go away for the duration of the investigation with the board that's going on under all these allegations and everything, he would still be behind the scenes, kind of pulling the strings and nothing would really change. Well, now all of a sudden, yes, Bruce Pritchard does step in right now, head of creative, but now he's got a completely different bosses that he has to appease. So now he's got a chance to kind of stand on his own here. Not a lot of changes, not a lot of tweaks that we saw tonight. I think that would be a big ask on four hours notice. But I do think things are going to subtly and steadily start to change. Whether they're for the better, that remains to be seen. But I do think we are going to see some changes.
3: When all these allegations started coming out, I was one of the people that said nothing that I heard really surprised me. Today was the first time I was surprised because Vince McMahon retiring feels like hell is frozen over. Pigs can fly. All the other sayings that you heard in the world I didn't think I would live Long enough to see this day Uh, But it, it does Mean that change is probably going to Come you know widespread Especially with the rumors that Kevin Dunn is going to probably be the next To go that's going to change how WWE is produced and shot And how it looks and then Yeah Bruce Pritchard, I've said it before you know Dutch Has said it from his own personal experience Bruce Pritchard has the stigma of being a vince yes man and to being like vince's right hand man for all these years for well over four decades now so him being in the role as an executive director of creative and taking over vince's television duties is fine for right now but if this company really wants to make this change and start a new era without this man now that he's retired he needs to go as well so it's going to be very telling what the next move is going to be and how this thing is going to all shake up but this is one of the most shocking news stories of the decade like we 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 said when these first allegations came up that this could be the biggest story of the decade and the allegations led to this his retirement now so it most definitely is this whole scenario and the the fact of the matter is although Vince is retired today and you know you're going to hear people you know praise him for everything that he accomplished and he did accomplish a lot the way wrestling is today this man has his fingerprints all over it no doubt. but this is not the end of what we're going to find out in regards to the investigation because wwe made the announcement that vince is retired but they didn't make any announcement about the investigation being done so we know that we're going to hear more despite him bringing an end to this chapter and bringing an end to his time in wwe we're still gonna be you know hearing the ramifications of this investigation so it's this is crazy times
1: yeah and and dutch i this is kind of what you were alluding to about how he was kind of forced out i think you know, when you got the Wall Street Journal that's continuing to look into it, and people and you know, sources have said more is going to come out from them. You got, you know, Bryant Gumble and Real Sports uh, looking into it, and they're going to have their own uh, stories that are going to be dropping here soon. Obviously, what we have found out already, as we all assumed and how, what we have all heard, is this was just the tip of the iceberg. So I think, yeah, uh, Vin- there's no way in hell that you know, Vince McMahon. No chance in hell, I should say, that Vince McMahon wanted to step away from from WWE, and he can you know phrase it any way he wants, saying, "Well, it's seventy seven, time for me to to retire and walk off." And I mean, what the hell is he gonna do? This guy lives, breeds, eats, sleep WWE. Like I, I don't know what this guy's gonna do in retirement. To be completely honest with you, but obviously there is more coming out here, and somebody talked him into walking away.
2: Well, I think that uh, Nick Khan. Con- was inserted into the company and i said this a long time ago i think he was inserted there to get vince out now somehow all these ndas leaked from titan towers to the wall street wall Wall street Street journal Journal. yeah now how did they leak now they had to leak from the inside and If one thing, if if I'm not accusing anybody, I want to make that clear. But how did they leak out from Stanford? And it's not that big a distance between those two those two areas. I mean, it's like 60 miles or something. But they leaked out, and all of a sudden, the Wall Street Journal got invested in this story. More leaked out, and more leaked out, till the pressure became too great on Vince to withstand, so he's resigned. Like you said, the investigation is not complete and at all. Possible. So, and, But my question is, how did they leak? It had to leak from the inside, so draw your own conclusion, how they leaked out. I, I'm saying Nick Kahn may have had something to do with it, or some of his people, because he brought his some people with him, and they found that out. I don't know. Nobody knows. We may never know. But I think that Vince does know that how many NDAs are in that file. And it may be a lot more than what's been released. So if they release that, he, it's either now he resigns or later. But later might be more embarrassment for the company.
1: Maybe it was somebody who likes to play the long game. If you know what I'm saying? No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm I'm just I just wanted to make that joke. Anyway, so
2: um, that wasn't that wasn't funny at all.
1: Eh, it bombed. It but it no was way. that
2: funny? I he, he on a serious subject, and you're making jokes. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You say you're sorry. No, I'm all right. Uh, see, anyway, you know, <laughs> see how he is.
3: Awful.
1: Awful. Uh, it, was, it was a bad joke. Anyway, I wanted. I just whatever. So. It all, it all comes down to, to what's next. And here's the thing, right? So the Vince news breaks, like you said, Dutch about four Oh five. And then, you know, everybody starts digging into it. Obviously wrestling observer dives into it and, and fightful select starts diving into it. And then, Oh, what about, I don't know, 25 minutes later, Sid, we, we get the news that, that Brock Lesnar was quote pissed off and left. And Brock Lesnar was heavily, uh, heavily planned in tonight's, uh, show on SmackDown. The show was then scrapped, heavily rewritten, and submitted for presentation basically at 7 o'clock. So Brock, about 4.30, leaves the building. 7 o'clock, they get the new script ready to roll. And then by the time the show finally comes to a conclusion, Brock Lesnar has come back. And now immediately people who are, you know, want to say, oh, I got gotcha. you. Y'all been worked. Y'all been worked. They all hop in and say that Brian Alvarez and Sean Rossapp and anybody else who hopped on that and confirmed that Brock Lesnar had left the building tonight didn't actually leave, and the sheets got worked, guys, um, I don't uh, buy that for, for one second. I, Brock Lesnar those,
2: those guys don't work together anyway. They all hate each other to begin <laughs> with. And they try to get the scoops, but this is my this is my next theory, and I think Sid may agree with me. I said, and he was he was quoted as saying, If Vince ain't here, I ain't here. Correct. And I don't know how long he stayed down, but I think in that time, and I made a joke, I think Brock Brock may have made him a million dollars. And he said, hey, if you can pay one of those women (laughs) millions of dollars, hey, I'll come back for a million bucks. And I don't know what he made, but he got something out of it because right at the end of the show, he he was back. So I think surprise a lot of people, but I don't think those dirt sheets and those riders work with each other, uh, to get that out there. It was a great story tonight. And I think, you know, Vince, uh, Brock doesn't care anyway. He was a replacement to begin with. Yeah. Now they're talking about replacing him again. I think either Stephanie called Vince and told hers could she, could he talk to Brock? Exactly. I, That's, I think that's where brock made his deal and he came back and said oh yeah you come back for a million dollars what are they going to do that that's
1: not hard for me to connect the dots that one maybe brock was legitimately pissed off yeah going to have a temper and he yeah. needed to go cool his jets for a little bit and ultimately decided to come back or yeah maybe vince just called him and said hey look this sucks mm-hmm. it sucks for me it sucks for you I know you don't want to be here unless I'm not here. That's fine. Work till SummerSlam. Give me eight days. Give me one more match and one more segment as a favor because these two guys are very close with one another. It's not hard for me to imagine that that's what happened. I'm not saying that is what happened. I don't know, but it's not that hard for me to connect those dots as that could be something. Or, yeah, maybe he was paid extra money to come back and beat the holy hell out of Austin Theory tonight, which was awesome, by the way. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, he did add something to the show because, of course, everybody sitting out there had, had heard the news that he had walked out. So when he showed up, that was a, a, a big surprise. But I, I think Vince was cued in on that. Stephanie, and when he got more money, they had to agree to it. Cause I think Brock, only he only has one more match left on his contract, right?
1: Uh I'm not sure what the contract situation is. So do you know cuz he was brought in as an emergency. So I mean he was pretty much done after WrestleMania, right?
3: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I I, I definitely believe um I'm not going to say I'm I'm reporting this. I'm not reporting this at all. My belief is that Brock Lesnar made some money tonight. That's that's all cuz I- <laughs> Rock had WWE over the barrel. Yeah, if, the he walk, if he walks out now 8 days before SummerSlam and he was the big plan B, the big panic button move to verse Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, he can act, he can write his own check basically. If he leaves, he walks out and says I'm not coming back, he can write his own check with everything that's going on like Dutch said with the whole company and plans and flux, you know, Vince retiring even though you you know the reports say that they've known for about a week that Vince was going to retire still it do, it's going to take more than a week for them to get everything situated with Vince McMahon stepping down and retiring they cannot afford for their top star Brock Lesnar walking out on the company the only person bigger than Brock Lesnar walking out on the company is Roman Reigns so I 100% believe Brock Lesnar got some money today and the people that are just like go Going on, Brian Alvarez and Sean Rossap, y'all are the same people that says that Sean Rossap and Brian Alvarez are paid by AEW. So pick one struggle. Pick one struggle. Either they are paid by Tony Khan to say good things about AEW, or WWE is linking them information. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. You can't have it both ways. Pick and, one struggle. And here's the
1: fact, right? Here, here's a stone cold fact. Several sources and talent included told Alvarez and Sean Rossap that the show was completely scrapped at four 30 or around there this afternoon when Brock Lesnar left and they rewrote the entire show and submitted it at seven o'clock. They aren't going to work their entire locker room. They aren't going to rework the entire show to work the dirt sheets. They don't give a shit. That's the thing. Like, do you guys honestly think WWE or AEW give a flying crap about any of these websites? They don't. Not not a whole lot, anyway. Sure. Not a whole lot. Very low on their priority list. All right? So, Brock Lesnar, I wholeheartedly believe, left tonight, and they talked him into coming back. And I honestly do think there were a few safeguards put in tonight. I think that Sheamus and Drew McIntyre was booked for next Friday as a way to be a last-minute replacement should they need somebody for the main event at SummerSlam. I truly believe that because that was booked
3: earlier on in the show. I think there no, were other safeguards that were put into I place. I don't believe that. That's not, that's not the type of replacement. I heard that. I heard people saying, oh, well, you put Roman in the, in the match with Riddle and Seth Rollins. You are talking about all these. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Seth Rollins, Riddle It's good for you, Rick, and the hardcore wrestling fans. That's not the type of big name that they want to verse Roman Reigns at a big show like SummerSlam. I 100% believe Cultaholics report that they were going to make a call to Goldberg because Goldberg's been doing interviews this whole week saying, I'm just waiting for a call for a big match. I want a rematch with Roman Reigns and he could have stepped in and done the last man standing match. I 100% believe that if Brock walked out and he didn't want to get more money, they were going to give that Call to Goldberg before they would do Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, uh riddles. And Steph I, agree, makes, with I agree with you. No I agree with you. But no type of sense. To I said me. as a
1: contingency, Goldberg was absolutely the first call. But here's the thing: Goldberg likes to train heavily before his matches. Do you think he would have no. taken a match like that on eight? Yes, yes
3: because because guess what? Goldberg's gonna get paid too. Colbert was about to get that bag too. If they say Goldberg, you got eight days to make two million dollars for this one match. He sure, sure, oh, four spears, and eight they, minutes, it, exactly, sure. and
1: they would be paying two million dollars for their main event of SummerSlam to suck. But that is one hundred percent a move that they would make.
2: That's your reaction. Well, when did uh? <clears throat> let me ask you this. Yeah. <clears throat> when is it reported that Brock Lesnar? Return back to the building. It would never was. So this, he did late physically. Late. This
3: this is the report that <clears throat> Feifel just released. Um, Feifle was able to confirm Brian Alvarez's report that Brock Lesnar was upset following the Vince McMahon retirement announcement and left the building. PW Insider was also able to corroborate this report. WWE had pulled Brock Lesnar from advertising as they weren't sure that he'd actually be at the show. Like he was advertised as of about five p.m uh eastern time and then like 5 30 p.m eastern time he was pulled from the advertising however uh fightful was told that things blew over and lesnar returned one source called the situation overblown but admitted that they didn't know if he'd end up actually being on the show the script was rewritten and didn't feature brock lesnar at all the rundown also did not feature lesnar and the last segment was left in a way that lesnar could be included
2: well plausible to me. Well what time did he get back to the building? What time did what time did they decide that he would come back? That's a saying. question
1: that is yet to be answered, I'm, but obviously they left
3: I'm gonna guess right before the start of the show because you know theory cut the promo at the beginning of the show saying that you know he could cash in on Brock Lesnar, he can cash in on Roman Reigns. If I don't I don't think if they were in no contact whatsoever with Brock Lesnar, they wouldn't even have like mentioned him at all in my opinion and Russell votes put out a tweet around like 755 or so saying that uh yes Brock Lesnar has left the building and yes WWE is in contact with him to have him come back
1: I, I don't necessarily buy that they wouldn't mention Brock Lesnar because this is the same company that was advertising Sasha Banks all the way right up until the last possible second at last year's SummerSlam. So I don't buy that one uh, wholeheartedly there, SP3, but uh, obviously I do I do 100% believe uh, all of those reports, and I think Brock Lesnar probably did come back somewhere during the show. To, to kind of leave an open-ended section there, you could have ended it. You could very easily could have ended SmackDown tonight thrown an extra three minutes onto that match and just had Theory beat the crap out of Mad Cat Moss to end the show. It would have been a crap ending, but you could have you could have <clears> had that. Very easy for Brock to show up, do his little John Wayne, strut around the ring, hop in there and kick the living crap out of Theory. Much better ending. Much better ending. Uh, and I Okay, was
2: Roman Reigns at the building? Uh did not look like it. Hmm. So that doesn't make sense either. Well this SummerSlam. Wouldn't he make an appearance?
3: Well, the report was from Wrestling Observer Newsletter earlier today that WWE's whole plan for the Lesnar-Roman matchup is to not have both guys on TV together. That's why Brock was scheduled for tonight's show and Roman wasn't. And that's why also on next week in Atlanta, next Friday, Brock Lesnar has been advertised. I even saw the commercial during SmackDown. So I was like, why wouldn't they have that commercial pulled if Brock wasn't you know walked yeah. out? That was my first indication that Brock would probably come back, but Brock was is advertised for next uh, Friday in Atlanta for SmackDown, but Roman isn't. And Roman is booked for Monday at Madison Square Garden, but Brock isn't They're probably they're basically trying to build this whole match by keeping them separate.
1: Interesting. So let's dive into uh, the actual show, what actually was put out here on television tonight. things opened up with uh, Stephanie McMahon. I don't know what I was expecting per se. Uh, I, I I was hoping for a little bit more than a a thank you, Vince segment, but that's that's pretty much what it was. It was Stephanie confirming that her father had retired, said he started the company, even though he didn't really start the company, but he did expand it. So it was kind of weird wording there. Uh, regardless, uh, a thank you, Vince chant breaks out and and that's it. Um, I think I was expecting a little bit more of a here's what you can expect in the future kind of thing. But I guess maybe they're just pushing that off for a later she time.
2: She acted very hesitant over what she was saying. I don't think she was sure of even what she was going to say. I mean, she had an idea, but it didn't come across like that. It was like she was hesitant to say it to me. That's the way I perceived it. She got it out, because everybody knew it anyway, but now they're gonna judge, well, what's what's going on here? I think there's a lot more to this story that we don't know. We're just uncovering the first bones out of the casket. You like that saying, Fed? I said it for you. That's I just made it up, you know. I'm good at stuff. What do you think,
1: Rick? I think Stephanie was obviously overcome with emotion tonight. Maybe she misspoke a little bit. Maybe she didn't know exactly what it was that she was going to say. Uh, the crowd did kind of throw her off there because they they jumped the gun on what she was trying to lead to, and then they didn't really want to. They didn't. They missed their cue the second time, and then she had to start them back up again. And Ooh. I don't know. I I would like I said I was expecting more out of it tonight, but just kind of focusing on on what Vince has done for the business tonight. I'm okay with it. You know, a, a thank you, Vince, for what he's done over the years. Fine. I, I think he's earned at least that, some some admiration for the WWE Universe for all that he's accomplished as a professional wrestling promoter. Great. Now we can move on. He's done. He's gone. It's all about what's next uh, as far as uh, I'm concerned. Out of the gate, we get Usos, Theory, Profits, Madcap, Pretty passionate promo from the Usos tonight, but uh, it's all the same stuff we've heard before. They brawl with uh, everybody there and sets up our main event uh, for later on in the evening, which a good match. And once again, ends with theory and a disqualification. And then we get, uh, we get Brock in the main event tonight, uh, beating the Holy hell out of theory, which I've said twice now, and I'll say it a third time was just spectacular tonight to watch, just, just to watch that. Dutch, your thoughts on the opening and ending of SmackDown tonight.
2: It was Okay. (laughs) The ending ending was good because, you know, we had Brock come back in. I wasn't expecting him to come in, and they kind of laid that out good that he's going after theory. That was was probably the best part of the show. Uh, But it's nothing different than we've seen for the last year. It's the same stuff, the same people with the same people over and over and over and over. So boston had a good crowd there at the garden center and they were they were pretty loud but nothing different tonight except for brock and a jeff jarrett interview which was actually pretty good i liked his interview tonight Uh, yeah at least kind of the high spot of the show
1: yeah at least they actually like addressed why jeff jarrett was the special guest referee or at least asked him why he was made uh the special guest referee to kind of make some sense out of this from a little bit he did say that he got bribed by both the uh street profits and the usos already and he says that he has turned them both down sp3 i know you had some thoughts on that on social media
3: this fine evening. i mean how dare they try to bribe double j jeff jarrett don't they know don't they know dutch don't they know rick That he spends his day working hard for the dough, but the hands on the clock, he's spinning too slow because (laughs) he can't wait to be alone with his baby tonight. How dare they try to bribe Jeff Jarrett? But I did like with the um, Brock surprise, you know, at the end commentary referenced it without referencing it. They both McAfee and Cole were both like, I thought he was. And then McAfee was like, yeah, I thought so, too. Like, they said it without saying it. Like, they saw the reports. They thought he left. But they were surprised to see him because that was the big hook for tonight's show up until about 5 p.m. Eastern time. And they never mentioned it the whole show until Brock appeared.
2: It'll be interesting to see the rating for this for this show. Oh, yeah. I I think it'll be up. Never miss an opportunity.
1: (laughs) I I think, here's the thing, I think the ratings are going to be up for the next couple of weeks because I think people who have actively started to tune out because they have grown tired of, you know, the WWE creative formula and how things have been booked for the last several years, I think they're going to start to come back because they're going to want to see how this show changes. And I do think that there are going to be changes, but they are going to be subtle, slow, Changes. We saw a little bit.
2: We saw a little bit. of a, a sprinkling of change. What if, not, what if they just go? That's what I would do. I would just go. <clears throat> I change the whole thing right off the bat. We got to change. This is what we got. I think you might if
1: if that's the case, if that's what they decide to do, they're going to wait to do it until after SummerSlam because they only like I said, they only got eight days till their second biggest pay-per-view. They barely got Brock back in the door to come back to do this damn match. And he could always change his mind again between now and the eighth because like you guys said they got he's got him by the balls at this point. So got him whatever he wants to decide to do. He may just show up to SummerSlam and say, see ya or just not even show up to nashville you know he might miss his flight out of saskatchewan uh you know pilot shortages and 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 whatnot he might he might blame it on all of that um i i would like to think though that there will be talents on on both raw and smackdown that are going to see some immediate changes i look at guys like Tommaso champa for example i look at um you know, maybe somebody like a raquel Rodriguez who might who saw tonight, who might actually get a story now, like okay, her match with her her match with Sony was good, and I like the fact that we saw Sony. I thought Sony was very, very good in this match tonight. her strikes they had, were on two, point. They had two female matches back to back well, technically no, because Aaliyah didn't get to wrestle again.
2: no, but they had the match <laughs> book back to back. that's the second week that Aaliyah has had a non, non-match. non I think and it's a they- the third, isn't it? Yeah. Next I've week. i lost count. The- yeah, and
1: I, I love how Cole-, how Cole comes back. It's like, next week, it's official. It's been booked. I'm like, mother effer, it's been booked three weeks in a row and ain't happened yet. And how I many think- times does Aaliyah just have to stand there looking dumb when she could just smack the hell out of Lacey Evans while she's talking and beat the crap out of her? I'm just screaming at my TV screen, like, do something. And then Lacey Evans hey. is the one that knocks her unconscious again. Lacey Evans got over
2: tonight, the way she talked.
1: She's oh, getting KT. over
2: with it because she's putting the heat on the fans. She's not putting the heat on another wrestler. She's putting the heat directly on the fans, and it, it's going to pay off for her. I like that girl.
1: Oh, she gets great reaction. She gets yeah, exactly – they love to hate her. I don't know why because everything about her screams natural baby face and they're just like, F this woman. I, I want to hate well, her. She's, and really American hero. she's an
2: American hero. And yes, I don't know she, why they would get mad at that. They just don't like her.
1: Yeah. For, there's some, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like I've interviewed her before. She's absolutely lovely. I don't know why the crowd just doesn't like her, but they just, it's the same thing with Corbin. I talked with Corbin a couple of days ago. That dude's effing awesome, uh, but people love to hate his ass too. I don't know. Some people, maybe it's just the face. Maybe some people just have those hateable faces. I got one. I get it. I know how it goes. Shinsuke Nakamura loses to Ludwig Kaiser tonight. Uh, I kind of wish they would have let uh, Nakamura get a win here, but Gunther did uh, interfere, allowing Ludwig get the win and then still does the punishment he still beats the crap out of ludwig afterwards sp3 i think you i think it was you who said on twitter you definitely think they're leading towards some kind of a split here
3: yeah it's quite obvious now that they are probably going to split these two up and ludwig is supposed to be a baby face now i'm just so baffled (laughs) by the direction that they went here
2: they don't have any heels that's what I'm saying. They got Roman. That's it. That's and kidding. the Uso, but they need a they need a, another one. I don't know who he would work with if he was a baby face. Well, they don't have any baby faces either. They no, got they, Mac, they got McIntyre and who. But at least Ricochet got the maximum male models. They got those guys. And uh, but I, I think if they're gonna separate Gunther and his little protege I don't much like that move because where's it? Where's the little protege going to go? Uh, it just it makes sense. I don't. I don't think they're, it makes
1: sense. And I'm not necessarily sold that they're splitting either. Like I just think this is the kind of relationship that these two have. Is that he's just kind of like this abusive you know, drill sergeant type guy who demands perfection and was pissed off that he had to help Ludwig win the match tonight. But at the end of the night, he still won. And that's why he only hit him once. Um, And maybe he's just trying to tough him up. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're going to split yet because it doesn't make sense to split these guys right now. And again, who the hell knows what direction? Anything can change
2: now. I think think everything's up in the air. Who the hell knows? I mean, they keep you guessing. You don't know what the hell they're going to do. But Gunther, I think Gunther has a ton of potential, a a ton. And they're starting to get some people over a little bit now. Gunther's one of them. Lacey Evans is another one. She's getting over. And uh, Liv Morgan's getting over a little bit. So they're not as in bad a shape now as they were three weeks ago.
1: No, Liv, Liv adds a lot to the women's division for sure and adds something that they were missing. I loved the face-to-face tonight between Liv and Rhonda. It wasn't like over-the-top or anything like that, but it was simple, honest, effective dialogue, I thought, for both women there, SB3. I thought that was one of Rhonda's better promos. Still didn't have to be overly energetic or over-the-top. She was just very straightforward saying, hey, look, you did what you had to do at Money in the Bank. But we all know that how this is going to go down. I'm Ronda Rousey. You're Liv Morgan for a reason. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to beat the hell out of you. But I did love that Liv Morgan just stepped up to her and said, no, that's that's not how it's going to happen because I want this more than you do. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but I want it more than you do.
3: I would say this was one of Liv's best uh promos out there because she didn't come off like
2: <laughs>
3: I'm just happy to be here. She Correct. came off like she yes. was confident in herself, confident in her ability and confident on the mic. She sounded like a champion. So that was the first time since she's won the title at Money in the Bank where she sounded like a champion. So yeah, I really liked it and I I like what they've been doing with Liv Morgan since she did has become champion and the way they've been presenting her
1: and she did get her custom side plates today so for those people who were worried that they were giving her the generic wwe ones because they were going to put the belt right back on ronda she did get her side plates today now i'm not saying she's going to beat ronda in eight days i'm just saying at least we can all kind of calm down on the whole side plate gate uh that we got going on there i thought pat mcafee cut another strong probe tonight after he got attacked by corbin i love the brawling gorilla tonight then he runs back down to the ring and calls Corbin a bald baby bitch. Dutch, how do you, how do you feel about Pat McAfee? Who you want to talk about? They need baby. I said baby faces earlier. Drew McIntyre and who? It's Drew McIntyre and Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee's the most over dude on the entire show. You talk think so? Him. I do. Okay, yes, I do. Well, he's
2: over. I mean, they like him, and if they then they've tried to beat him up, and he keeps coming back, so. And he, he, he just does a good promo. You believe that guy. You know, when you see a wrestling interview, if he can make you feel what he's feeling, and he sounds tough like Stone Cold or some of those guys, you're right with them. They're taking you with them to the ring, and that's what you want. And I think Liv can do that. Uh, McAfee can do that. And a few of those guys can do it. And that's what you're looking for. But somebody they could be great in the ring, but weak on interviews. Like Ricochet, I mean, he's great what he does, but on his interviews, he doesn't. You don't feel that from him. He's just saying words, and you can tell that the words were given to him. He's not the he's not the talker. He he is the worker, though. Yeah
1: wholeheartedly agree uh with everything that you just said uh sp3 i do want to pass along my condolences uh for the fact that gender mahal's uh banger that you love so much is now uh no more although i will say i i do like the new one as well i think wwe was three for three on their new uh their new songs tonight Who was raquel got a new one i like that one a lot i do like genders and gunther got a new song tonight that i really liked as well
3: hate all those generic uh songs I don't like whoever is producing WWE's current themes they all sound generic they all sound pretty much the same to me so I don't like them um what I did like was the new day and Xavier Woods being like, I don't hear Vistic Man in my ear I'm about <laughs> the name drop ring of honor, IWGP tag team championships. He name dropped rate ROH and new Japan on a SmackDown episode. That was the moment of the night. And that was the highlight of this whole entire segment with the new vicious Viking Raiders and the new day.
1: Actually, the highlight for me was himself calling himself king of the ring again that was the highlight of the entire thing for me and i'm just screaming yes please for the love of god get this man his crown back because why the hell did you end such a good thing after like two months
3: because it did absolutely nothing for anyone brick no one cares that he won the king of the ring no one cares that they that Zelina won the queen's crown because it did nothing for either one of them It did nothing for the people who were in the tournament People care that he named Trump Ring of Honor in IWGP. That was the highlight.
1: I think you're talking a little bit of revisionist history, saying no one cared about him winning King of the
3: Ring, but uh, I digress. No. I, oh, Everyone cared in the moment. That's what WWE does in the moment. These things matter and people care. But what did it really he really do? He was mixing what it really up did. with Brock and then he got hurt. And then Big E got hurt. But not Xavier, Xavier was Roman, mixing Roman, it Roman, up with sorry. Brock.
1: No, sorry, I misspoke Roman. He was mixing it up. No, with that
3: led no, it didn't. It led to Usos versus New Day. No one got hurt. That's what it led to. That's what they were building to. They weren't building to he got hurt in January.
1: He, he got hurt in January. Then Biggie had to drop it, and then Big e got no, hurt. No,
3: no, 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 no. Don't revision his history, me. That whole build up with him and Roman interacting led to New Day versus Usos at day one. That's what it led to because Roman was still feuding with Brock, and they were still feuding. They were still leading to Roman and Brock at WrestleMania. They were never leading to Xavier versus Roman. Don't revisionist history, me, because I remember that for a fact.
1: Yeah, but this. Still, remained. He got hurt, and then he goes back, and he ain't the king no more. So you can't say that it didn't lead to anything when he got hurt and they took him off television, and then
3: Big E gets hurt, and they're like, okay, it well, he did not lead to anything because they all they did was build to a tag team feud. They did what they always do with the New Day, and that's tag team feuds. They did not give him a. You can't push. tell me that that the, you can't tell me that
1: the injury didn't do anything when they didn't do anything with Baron Corbin as a king, but he was king for two damn years.
3: You're just making my point. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I would Everybody hate
2: to reach around me and snatch you, Rick.
3: Bring it.
1: I'll
2: get you to do is reach around me and just pull you out of that seat. He'd do you like damn McAfee got yanked out of that chair tonight.
1: I did so, think it was interesting tonight that uh, we did not get Max Dupree at all. Yeah. Who was Maxine? Who's that girl? Uh. So... She was Sophia Cromwell in in NXT. Um, Who was she? She she was like, I'm trying to remember who it was that she was uh, mixing it up with. I know she was doing something with kind of Chase U at at, at one point, but she wasn't really prominently featured in NXT. Most of the time, she was just kind of standing in the background. Uh, So they plucked her up. They changed her name. Now she's now Maxine Dupree. I thought she nailed the promo tonight to be completely honest with you they're gonna do the whole beach line next week but the interesting thing to me is Max the wasn't o. there tonight Max wasn't there tonight and he wasn't advertised for next week uh-huh that's interesting to me with with creative changing and and like I said guys like Tomaso Champa who hopefully his booking will change here a little bit maybe somebody in charge is going La night Eli Drake Max Dupree, whatever you want to call him, maybe he's too he's too good for the maximum of male models thing. So let's turn that over to Maxine Dupree, and then we'll take him off TV for here a little bit, and he'll come back as somebody else again, or reshow up as LA Knight, something like that.
2: But I did maybe. find that interesting. He was maybe, maybe. I could I be oh We may not see him again. That's possibility too. I don't know. Maximum male models, they got hit with me already. I think it's still dead on arrival. I don't think they got a Bats chance in hell. I mean, because, um, unless they just come up with this great creative team all of a sudden. You know who may go back to WWE now? Road Dog. He could make a return, I think. Because he, he did a good job when he was there. I don't know why they got rid of him but they got rid of a lot of people
1: i think the odds just increased for several people i'm not saying they're all slam dunks and i'm not saying any of them are probable but i think if you look at people like a johnny gargano uh i think a move back to to wwe might be a little bit more probable for somebody like that i think a move back to wwe might be a little bit more probable for a bray wyatt and i'm saying maybe like from like 5% to like 25% right like something like that like I think people would be more susceptible now to talking to WWE again who have had issues creatively or may have hesitancy if Johnny Gargano has hesitancy to go up from NXT to WWE main roster with Vince no longer there he might be more willing to to listen and and get on the horn so I think there's a lot of people who are still out in free agency who might be willing to come back to WWE I'm not saying all of them are going to be there but there's definitely probability that you
2: has think product. has a chance of going back.
1: I would say Johnny Gargano's my favorite, I think, at this point, because he is some
2: Bray Wyatt? As Bray Wyatt, right? No, 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 no. Johnny
1: Gargano somebody completely different.
2: Oh, I understand that. But Bray Wyatt, yes. but not as the fiend, correct?
1: I don't know. Um
2: The Fiend did nothing for me. I don't I don't get it. And I don't think he ever got over. I don't think Bray Wyatt ever got over at all. The amount
1: of of merchandise that guy moved would would beg to differ. Um, He was one of their top merchandise sellers. People did really like – he was very polarizing. You either loved him or you hated him. I I think that's fair to say. There were people who hated what he was doing on television, and then the other half of the audience thought it was the greatest damn thing that they ever saw. Uh, That's just where Bray Wyatt was.
2: Where would I come in in there? I didn't give a shit <laughs> what he was doing. That was, <laughs> that was my bathroom break. Who's <laughs> was on TV. Bray. Oh, I'll be back in a minute. I got to go to the little boy's room.
1: So. Oh, good God. Uh, Somebody said it. Uh, Christopher Ryan Cooper, Sasha Banks. I don't know.
2: I don't think we'll see her back.
1: No, I still think that's kind of a bridge that's been... Not just burnt, but blown to absolute smithereens at this point. I think it's
2: burnt on both ends. So there's no bridge there at all to cross.
1: We don't know who else she pissed off in the company. I think that's a fair question. It could just be Vince, but it could be, you know, she could have Triple H and Stephanie, whoever's pulling the strings, Nick Khan, they could have issues with Sasha Banks too over what uh, her Naomi did. So I can't sit here and say, oh, immediately pick up the phone and call her back right now, even though they should. Uh, I don't think that they're necessarily uh, going uh, to do that. Uh, SP3, what did you think of the new look maximum male models tonight?
3: Uh, Sophia Cromwell. I mean, if she's just going to be talking and, you know, a manager – Okay, this this might work. I might be fine with this, but hopefully, this doesn't mean that we're not gonna get Max Dupree anymore. Because how it sounded is that Maxine Dupree is gonna ho- host the Beachware collection right. next week. So, are they kind of writing Max Dupree out and replacing him with his sister Maxine Dupree? Are they gonna be together in this whole group? I'm 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 very much wait and see on this yeah. one. Right now, because it was kind of strange how they did this whole segment. Because when they first Yes, Dad. When they first said that this
1: was going on, that when they first teased this for this week, Max's face was everywhere. And he said there he's going to be joined by his sister. And then tonight, it was still heavily advertised right up until about 9 30 on WWE.com that it was going to be what? Max and Maxine and everybody. And then they didn't do the actual beach wear thing. And then we get them on screen and no max to be found. No max on the graphic for next week. All well, of is the report
2: Alvarez. What's he saying? What's Meltzer saying? They have. I don't there.
1: think they give a shit enough about maximum male models they? to check, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I don't think that's high on their priority list, but I'm curious because I'm an Eli Drake, LA Knight, Max Dupree fan, whatever you want to call him uh i just hope he still has a spot and he's featured prominently somewhere because that guy is uh, really really good at what he does all right guys let's move on to uh, rampage tonight hangman and johnny hungy uh get the win over butcher and the blade tonight sp3 your assessment
3: a pretty good matchup um i'm depressed by how they've used hangman adam page since he lost the AEW world championship um he should still be one of their top stars that are at least treated like it and i don't think they've treated him like a top star since he lost the title or for some people, even before he lost the title yeah. at double or nothing. So I like the match in a vacuum, but it just makes me very depressed on how they've used Hank man Adam page. He should be better than this.
1: Yeah. It feels like he's just fallen back about the same, what he was doing about this time last year. He's just hanging around with indi- the Dark order.
2: The first indication he's in, he's in a tag match and a tag match. that doesn't mean anything. And even though he won, still he's he's in a lower position now than he was Much with lower. no apparent advancement upward. He's just there, so it doesn't that doesn't help him at all. I don't think.
3: Like I understand they have all these injuries right now, but they have a whole bunch of guys I would love to see Hangman Adam Page actually feud with that it wouldn't feel like this deep of a fall from being world champion and you said this time last year no this time last year he was feuding with kenny omega so he was in a much better position this time last year so 18 months ago then <laughs> yeah yeah this was like this is back going back to when he was feuding with matt hardy at the beginning of 2021 so yeah i i don't like this at all i need hangman adam page to feud with miro the feud with andrade alivio there's so many guys on this roster that i would love to see him up against i understand they have a whole bunch of injuries but we want more from hangman either you know speed up the whole storyline with him reuniting with the elite or give yeah. him an actual feud that can, you know, keep his ball rolling until you're ready to do
2: that. And you may not see Hangman Page for the next two weeks or three weeks. So if you don't see him on your TV regular where they're doing something, you kind of forget about him, especially on an hour show. You'll just be forgotten. And Tony will probably use some guy, some independent. They're okay, but you don't know him. But at the same time, he'll let a Hangman just – fade out, fade, fade out. And when he comes back in, he's still there that people still remember him. But now you got to, you got to restart him again. You got to set him on fire again. Yeah. I mean, they got house of
1: black, they got house of black feuding with like three different people right now. They could put somebody with Adam Cole, you would think
3: and that's what it seemed like they were doing you know last week we had dark order versus house of black it felt like dark order only challenged house of black because brody eliminated hangman from the raw rampage and as you know house of black can try to kind of recruit hangman adam page because he feels lost he lost the world title you know he still is not reunited with his friends the dark order set on being the elite he didn't even seem happy when he was the world champion because he didn't have his friends by his side so have house of black kind of try to recruit him or do something with that. Why not? But apparently, no. There you have House of Black Feeding with Sting, Feeding with Darby, Feeding with Miro, but nothing with Hangman.
2: Well, I, I agree. With you. you don't have to. You don't have to put him in an angle, but kind of figure him in that somebody is thinking about him. They want him to join, or he's he don't want to, or at least he's figured in. And then if if you just put up put it up there, something will come where you can say this is a perfect fit and throw him in. It
1: definitely feels like he's been put on the back burner waiting for other people to get back. Like, that's that just feels like where they're at with him right now. And to be fair, we have seen that with other people. We've seen them completely throw them on the back burner waiting for other things to develop, and then they're used more prominently but it hasn't really happened to a former uh world champion uh at this point uh do want to get to a super chat here because it was thrown in there uh roland curtis saying king the ring has been irrelevant uh since king booker yeah because ultimately the guys just don't win anything they get the crown that doesn't mean that they can't it doesn't mean that you can't do something fun for the fans the fans were enjoying king woods and they just ended it for no damn reason
3: I love the revisionist history that Rick has even you know, influenced the chat into. Someone in the chat said, oh, well, Xavier Woods beat Roman. He won a match against Roman Reigns. He won a match by disqualification, and it led to Roman Reigns versus Big E at Survivor Series. You know that match that everybody said, oh, ruin Big E's title reign? Yeah, that's what it led into. And then that led into the New Day versus the Usos at day one. Like I said, stop trying to revision history. Don't listen to Rick. When he tries to revision his history because you're going to look stupid.
2: Rick, did you hear that? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Look, he, he I have you out, buddy. I have uh well documented uh the fact that uh Oh, okay, cool. Hold on. I just got my uh Media credential for StarCast. Cool. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> no, uh, well-documented that my, uh, my memory is not that great, so I might be misremembering a few things. But my entire point was people were truly very happy and excited that King Woods won the damn King of the Ring, and they wanted it to lead something to something, whether that was a singles push, whether that was an Intercontinental title win, whether it was just one damn match against Roman Reigns. They had the opportunity to go there, to book it there. They didn't. He gets hurt. He comes back. And all of a sudden, King Woods has been completely dropped, which makes no sense to me. I want the crown back. I want his solo entrance theme back because that thing was an absolute banger. That's all I'm trying to say here. All I'm trying to say. There are people who care that King Woods is no longer King Woods.
2: That's all I'm trying to say. I'm one of them. I care.
3: And I thought I said at the beginning of the show, they don't care what we want. (laughs) <laughs> I'm talking about they when, I say, now. when I they say they, now. When I say they, they don't care. Is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that are actually in charge here.
2: Dutch, what do you think Dutch, about you we who's in charge? We know some names, but see, creative—the whole dynamic of creative would change now because they don't have the big bully on the block, Vince, breathing down their necks. Now, you may have Triple H, and people can probably talk to him better. And he's not blowing up at them. And they may have some decent ideas. But don't get too over-enthusiastic here, no. because they are people on that writing team who've never done wrestling before. I mean, how can you write something that you've never been interested in? It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, their whole theory, and I don't even know where that come from, especially when Vince was in power. I think he would want people who knew the wrestling business and the profession, but know he ends up with a bunch of writers with no wrestling experience. Vince wanted a but, bunch of yes men because
1: he was gonna book whatever the hell he wanted to book anyway. You've said it before, he booked for an audience of one. It was whatever the hell that he wanted. Well don't get hot about it. I'm just saying. Add. I just I do it. I do think, like I said, I do think things are going to change. It's gonna be minor things. All right, it's not gonna be a full-blown everything's gonna be completely different from you know SummerSlam on, but I do think you're gonna see uh, other fe- other people featured more prominently. I keep going back to Tommaso Ciampa, I think he's gonna be more than just Mrs. Bobo. Uh, moving forward, I think other people might get uh, some more, at least more screen time, at least more TV time. Damalia might actually get to wrestle a match. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I don't think it's going to be status quo. Everything completely just stays the same over the next few weeks. I think wholesale changes might be made later on, but I do think we're going to see some, some minor uh, changes. And the status is going to change for the better for some people. At least I want to be optimistic about that. Uh, Dutch, what did you think about the promo your boy
2: Claudio cut tonight?
1: I thought it was pretty damn good.
2: Uh, he was okay. It was, to me, it didn't excite me. Who's he going against? What's his name? Uh, Gresham. Jonathan,
1: Jonathan Gresham. yes.
2: Yeah, for the Ring of Honor title? Is that it?
1: Yes, I the mean, Ring of Honor World of, Heavyweight Championship.
2: I'm not a big Ring of Honor fan, so it's, he's going for a title. Oh, I hope he wins. And uh, I don't know. It was, I think it was one of his better interviews. But... So if he it, was going for the AEW I'm, World Championship, you'd give a shit. He, it, he didn't excite me. That's what I'm saying. I think at the end of it, he should have said, I've hit this microphone twice. he that was should a have great said, catch, though. We great the catch. People. See, now that would have been good if he just said that because now you're reminding people when the shit was good. Uh, we are the people, and screw you, Swagger. You know, something like that. They did that already. He already kicked Swagger's ass. First of all, see. Hey, uh, I hadn't told you this, but Tony Khan did call me. And he told me, don't call me. <laughs> he said, if you got any idea about calling me, don't lose yeah. my number immediately. I, I guess my future in in, uh, in uh, AEW is kind of limited. I guess.
3: Hey, uh, you gotta you got a spot here with us, Dutch. Um, I kind of agree with Dutch though. This promo didn't wow me. Um, this really made me just realize that Claudio is the one, two, three, four, four best promo in the Black Hole Combat Club, and. This didn't make me want to see him win the ROH World Championship. I said this earlier on True Hill Heat YouTube channel for our Death Before Dishonor preview. The best outcome for this match is a 60-minute time limit draw because I don't think Claudio versus Jonathan Gresham should main event death before dishonor over FTR Burskos 2. So if it's not closing the show, you should not have Claudio win the world title in the middle of the show. Claudio winning the world title needs to end off the show. I think you do a 60 minute time limit draw here. You build the chase for Claudio to come after the title. And maybe if we get something like this promo after he's chased the title for a little bit, after he had a time limit draw and claimed close to being gresham maybe we can feel something but i feel like the best outcome is for claudio to chase the title and then beat gresham on the first ring of honor tv show when they get the tv deal that's the place to do it
1: i get what you're saying by the way but saying he's the fourth best promo in blackpool combat club is not exactly the insult you think it is when the top three guys are danielson moxley and uh and william regal because all three of those guys
3: but I'm, but I'm just saying he. I, I'm, I'm not trying to insult him. I'm just speaking facts. He's the fourth best promo, and that's I'm being generous because Willie Uda actually did a good job in that promo with uh, Daniel Garcia. So
1: he did. I liked Wardlow tonight. It was short. It was sweet. It was to the point. But I do like uh, how they're presenting Wardlow as the uh, the TNT champion. I liked his promo a
2: lot tonight. I didn't like uh, the way they presented him with uh, Orange Cassidy. You didn't like that match. Hell, oh, that hell i thought that was fun as hell he killed wardlow i mean he made him look like just a regular guy wardlow is not supposed to be that he's supposed to be a killer he fought no, he was,
1: I, I like that match because it made wardlow look smart because wardlow was right there cutting off every trick
2: they had in the book because he had scattered him well well when i saw it he was flat on his ass <laughs> that's when i saw it and i said he shouldn't even get him off his feet what I'm saying is, when you you can't take a serious guy and put him in there with a with a comic character, and even though Orange Cassidy can go, he's not necessarily known as a real bad kickass. So I, I don't think that did Wardlow any good at all, and I don't think it did either one of them any good. I mean, he eventually beat Cassidy, and I don't know how. I said, well, I don't know. I don't know who booked this, but don't it was apologize. booked. At- I guess Tony Khan booked it.
1: Tony Khan is the booker.
2: Now he is the booker, so he has to take credit for it, whether it's good or bad.
1: I thought it was great, but what the hell? Do no, I if, mean?
3: It's, if it's bad, it's the guy that has thirty years experience. That was the person who did it. If it's bad,
2: who did who did book it?
3: No, no, probably that he did. It's definitely Tony Khan because he loves him some Orange Cassidy. So I, I do agree they could have made Wardlow look strong, but I also do agree with Rick that it made made Wardlow look like a smart baby face because he overcame all the stuff and he really only sold for maybe 10-15% of that matchup. Yeah. He really
2: dominated most of it. Yeah, It was a lot of
3: smoke and mirrors
2: from Cassidy. I Cassie. saw the part where he was selling to I just couldn't watch anymore and I, I moved on. Okay. <laughs> I would tell Wardlow, stop don't even worry about being smart. Just go out there and get your stuff over. Give them a little bit of heat toward the end and let's go. I oh, love it
1: anytime any promotion makes a baby face look smart because most of them are booked to look dumb as hell.
3: Like, I I, I just think in general, it was too early to do that match in Warlow's reign. Like they made him That's look a nice. like a million bucks beating Scorpio's stuff. guy and then they put him in there with another top baby face that arguably is more popular than him. That was the issue that I had with it.
2: See, Wardlow, at this stage of his career, he doesn't know what's good or bad. Really, he's just trying to get along with guys. But as for as his character, I think he did more harm than they did good. And the people will forget it. It's not like it's, they're going to remember it either tomorrow. But still, he, he shouldn't. They shouldn't put him in that position. I don't think. I wouldn't have done that.
1: What do we think about Lee Moriarty uh, cheating tonight? He took
2: a gun and shot Orange Cassidy in the leg so he couldn't do it. Bam! Oh, shit. Jesus. He said, why did you do that? I said, well, you're making him look like crap. I want him to be stronger. All right, moving on here. Uh, just,
3: the, just the review. Dutch has um sold someone on the show before. He's whipped people with uh, his old uh, bull whip, and now he's shot Orange Cassidy in the leg. Just wanted right. to, to recap.
1: We're putting Dutch in timeout for just a few minutes here. Uh, SP three. What did you think about uh, Lee Moriarty having to use the rope to defeat Dante Martin, which pissed off Matt Seidel and Matt Seidel going full Gunter, saying, "Now I gotta whoop your ass." And then Stokely Hathaway was also there with the business car, but Lee Moriarty walked right by him, gave him a little smile, and just moved right on. So a lot of storyline that they threw in there in a little bit of time.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of subtle storytelling there. I thought that this had the best storytelling up until the uh, main event of the show. I thought it was cool with Lee Moriarty getting desperate after losing last week to Jonathan Gresham and grabbing onto the ropes. It was a smart move. And I like the story that they're building with Stokely Hathaway trying to recruit Lee Moriarty and pull him to the dark side away from Matt Seidel. And I think Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty should be a good match next week.
2: Dutch, your thoughts. I know you were looking forward to this match. No, that was a good match. I mean, these guys have some great moves and that's what I like about rampage. You get actually get some wrestling. You can see what these guys can do. It's not all entrance. It's not all music. You actually see them. They'll make their way to the ring and and they go to it. That's what I like about watching the show. These guys are very talented. And I do like the fact that they are trying to tell stories on the periphery, on the on the edges of this. So you got some somewhere to go. If you don't include those guys or those angles outside, you can go to them or not. But you do have you are opening up an avenue for you to go somewhere and continue the story.
1: Marbell asking, hey, guys, sorry I'm late. Uh, what are your thoughts about Vince uh, making an announcement about his retirement on a well, Friday? don't be
2: late anymore. He's fire, fire, him, fire him. He's late. His first day of the job, and he's late. He's a
1: watcher. It's we, We're way over time. we got 131 people watching
3: hey, this. I it's it's it. all right. It's all right. You have time. You can just re- rewind back to the beginning, and then you will catch up on everything towards the end. Dutch
1: uh, did make a very good point about the stock market. I thought, uh, with them dropping it at four hundred five after the markets had already closed for the week, so I think that was a very uh, good observation on Dutch's part. Do you like that when I compliment you, Dutch? I don't do it very often.
2: But it wasn't my it wasn't my observation. Somebody told me about it. Oh, Said, that sounds pretty smart. I think I'll use that next time. It. Next time, don't admit it. Just 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 say yeah. Oh, hell I, yeah, I, know, yeah. <laughs> I realize a smart comment when I hear one. So but, I was, I was actually going to say that
3: was in the PW Insider report. They was like,
2: "I didn't <laughs> read that." What he said? Hey, I read those dirt sheets. I believe them. Shit, I don't buy that damn crappy stuff. But but if Alvarez and Melcher say it, <laughs> it, it's it's good, man. I did like the uh, the
1: girls' match tonight uh surprisingly dmd and uh, haters first win ever as a tag team which was a very interesting stat but they get off the schneid beating sky blue and ashley dambrosey uh i actually really liked the the double team combo that led to the end of the match i think they need to smooth that out just a little bit uh and i think uh i think it was sky blue was the one who got pinned i think her timing there a little bit or was it uh Ambrosie? Uh, at
3: least. Dem Blouse Dem,
1: excuse me Dem Brouse. Um, she was a little slow getting up which caused it but still I liked that combo at the end I think they have something there if they really kind of smooth that out if they're going to continue to book them in tag team matches I for what this was I thought this was really good and again Britt Baker knows how to work a camera I'll, I'll enjoy her matches just because she's really good at what she does with the camera
2: a good match I, I saw most of it saw the finish uh, those girls are good. Now I didn't know the two 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 girls, the two baby face girls. I didn't know them. This is the first time I've seen them, but they're good. I, mean, I like I Sky Blue what, a lot. I don't, don't do know Ashley very well, but they that they are good at what they do.
3: Jamie Hader was the star of this match. Uh, she usually is. She's really good. But I agree with uh, Rick that the finishing sequence—it just seemed like Brick got her like footwork mixed up on that when she tried to do like a tornado butterfly suplex. She got like the footwork wrong. But I liked her doing that into Hater with the uh, the Northern Lariat and then into the uh, Lockjaw and then them keep doing the thunderstorm.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was really, really good as well. I picked up on that one as well. Yeah, I liked a lot of what uh, what we saw there. Uh, and then we get an Ari Daivari uh, vignette that's going to air, saying he's coming soon. And then he's actually going to be uh, at Ring of Honor uh, this weekend uh, as well. And then the moment of the night, SP3. Did you agree with the scoring of the rap battle? I thought Austin Gunn jumped out to an early lead. And then Max Caster came from behind. Surprised me a little bit. You said you've actually seen Austin Gunn rap before. I had not. So I was very pleasantly surprised by what we saw of Mr. Austin Gunn. I thought he came out uh, with some howitzers there. But then Max Caster just overcame him in the end.
3: He didn't He didn't learn the first rule of a rap battle. Don't say your best lines first. He he mentioned Caster being one of Lashley's Lashley sisters. Great. He mentioned. We mentioned something I didn't even know that Castor used to go out with Chris Statlander. That was a nice little little line in there talking about his dad's career lasted longer than Castor's dad's career in football. That was another good line, but he he let off all his zingers and then Max Castor was smart. He he had a couple of couple of you know firing shots since we're talking about shooting people. Thank you, Dutch. He had a couple of firing shots where he was just shooting around him and then he went right for the head. He went right for the head towards the end. He had the the wordplay, his lyrics, man. He was hitting bars and he unloaded on Austin Gun. So, and I love that he kept kept talking about the only gun he will hold is is Austin. That was, I love how he keeps dropping those gun gun control lines off of their name.
1: Um uh austin also had a really good line about bowens i thought too uh tonight that one was a really really good line as well i thought you know right up until the end where they clearly had austin go off script and get all scared and nervous because he he dropped everything i thought that was a bit of overacting and then of course you know the brawl and the melee starts after that but i'm not gonna lie i was a little nervous when i heard that this was the segment that was going to be going down tonight, mostly because I didn't know a whole lot about Austin Gunn and the fact that he could actually go there a little bit. I was pleasantly surprised with how well this went. I knew Max Caster would cook, and he did at the end, man. like I I lost track of what he was saying because he was just going so fast. He did not miss a damn beat. And you know he wrote all those things himself. He's
3: really good at it. Yeah, Max Caster is really good Probably the best rapping gimmick Since John Cena And they mentioned Cena in, this, yeah. in these uh, back and forth So yeah, Max Caster is really good at this Uh, I love the little Scrappy cameo Even though Wale was much better As the rap battle uh host I don't know if anybody else noticed That Colton Gunn had to tell little Scrappy Like, calm down, you're doing too much <laughs> You're doing too much He told him, calm down Oh, he brought down, your
1: dad I'll into go. it You gotta get him back He brought your dad into it I think he said he brought your dad into it at least seven times. I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, no, I do appreciate the work that Max Caster puts in. I did a uh, an indie show where he was headlining one time. And pretty much from the moment that he got there, he's very gracious, really, really nice guy. Every time I would look over at him, he's just sitting there with his buds in and he's just sitting over there, right? Like for like two hours, he's just sitting over there, right? I appreciate the work that, that guy puts in. And then our main event tonight, leading into the Ring of Honor pay-per-view tomorrow night, Jay Lethal does defeat Christopher Daniels with the Lethal Injection, and then Satnam Singh just dumps Daniels on the match afterwards, and the beatdown is on. I did like this matchup uh, a lot. Anytime We we don't get to see Christopher Daniels wrestle a whole lot anymore, but uh, when he does, it's a treat. I thought this match with Jay Lethal was good tonight. I liked it.
3: Oh, you saw it?
2: No, but I like it. I'll, I'll take I'll take Rick's word on it.
3: And nah, it was it was a good matchup. Two veterans working I'll
2: give it an eight. <laughs> two
3: veterans working really well with each other. And I like Lethal getting the clean win ahead of his T V championship matchup uh with Samoa Joe. But Dutch, these are a couple of people that you worked in TNA with. So what do you think about Lethal and uh Daniels overall?
2: I love Lethal and Daniels. He's he's been in the business a long time, a long longer time than you would think he would be in it. He's probably been in twenty five years at least. I think. I think
1: twenty nine. I saw on Twitter.
2: Much. Twenty
1: nine.
2: Well, yeah, he's been there a long time, Uh, but he's never really been featured anywhere. I think. I, I don't think W. He hasn't been to WWE or WWF, and I don't think he was in WCW. So, but he is very good, technically sound, and Jay Lethal. He was, he's great too. Did you see? Let me ask you this: Did you guys see the angle that Ric Flair did on the, uh, on the, the podcast of, of yeah. Jeff? Yeah. What's the guy?
3: Um, well it it was with Jared uh lethal jumping Jeff uh Ric yeah. Flair in the parking lot with uh Jim Crockett there and Karen and Karen uh Jared it felt like an old school like 80s type well, of angle
2: exactly yeah. what I and i saw it and i said well i think they got enough interest on this match anyway but they threw a little more on it cuz i think they want the podcast to do well too but it was, it's, it's an old time beatdown and they left him laying there. And I, I guess it's going to be, it, it was going to, it's going to work because they've sold, I think they've sold out the building already.
3: Yeah, they had to go to a bigger building because yeah. they had so they, many people interested.
2: The, the bigger one out too. I think it's sold out too, which, which would be good because a lot of wrestling companies, they don't sell out in that building. That, you know, wrestling has, has changed. It's more like social media oriented now than it is the, off TV. So I think they'll do well there. And, and this
1: is why Jeff Jarrett, by the way, will not be accepting bribes from either the Usos or the yeah. Street Profits because that man is getting paid already next weekend. In Nashville, he's getting that WWE check. He's getting that Ric Flair final match check. He don't need no piddly scraps from either the Profits or the Usos.
2: Well, I heard, I heard that Jeff is somebody you need to watch in WWE. Because I think he's, uh, he's very good at working the system. Very social, very friendly, knows what he's doing. So if he can get the ear of some of those people up there, the new people, I think Jeff might, he may be more than just the live event agent. He may may move up. So I expect him to move up in that company.
3: He went from being blackballed and never mentioned to an executive position. So I 100% agree with with Dutch. I'm very interested. I, I will say two things about Ric Flair's last match. I've seen the card. I think that card is ten times better than SummerSlam. Maybe that's a hot take. Look <laughs> I'm at
2: said. What a card.
3: Look at that card! That card has everything. You got Lucha, a Lucha Four Way. You got Indie Darlings Four Way. You got Tag Team Dream Matches. Motor City Machine Guns versus the Wolves. You got the Von Ericks versus the Briscoes. Like you got so many different things, and it feels like a mid '90s WCW card because you know the undercard is gonna deliver the main event. It's a yeah. spectacle. It's got stars. That's yeah. that's all you need.
2: Ooh that they just added. Yeah. So it's 10 or 11 matches. So anybody that goes to the uh, Starcast is this what it's called Starcast national in Nashville? Yeah. yeah. They'll get a hell of a card. It's going to be one hell of a card and a lot of work went into that card. And I salute them for that.
3: And my second thing, I'll question for both of y'all before we close things out. Karen angle was very much, I mean, Karen Jarrett, excuse me. I keep calling her by our former, sir, uh, Sarah, name, but, uh, Karen Jarrett was very heavily involved in the angle. So she's going to be heavily involved in this matchup. Do I mean, you think Charlotte flair will be allowed by WWE to be involved in this matchup?
2: Maybe yes, because Jeff is there and if they need her, I think all Jeff's got to do is ask, I think.
1: I don't think, and this is the this is another thing uh, that I heard somebody else say today that I wish I could remember who it was. Again, my memory is shit, but I agree with them. Uh, any kind of like forbidden door partnerships or anything like that, much like superstars returning, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I think the odds of it happening just increased. I don't think we see Charlotte show up. On Sunday, I think we see Ashley show up and get involved uh, in that match. I definitely think that is 100% going to happen. And I think it's it, it might have still happened, if, even if Vince was still calling the shots. But, you know, let's just, I mean, Rick and Triple H are close. I don't know if it's that if it's his call to make. He is the head of talent relations. I don't know what completely falls under that umbrella. I think 100% Andrade's in the match. Rick's in the match ashley fleur is going to get involved in this damn match 100 percent guaranteed i would be stunned if that doesn't happen she's already it's already been reported she's going to be there they're going to use her hands down we got one last and i think this is a really really good question i got one last super chat here from roland curtis uh roman mr McMahon's final champion the last wwe champion Of the Vince McMahon era, McMahon has chosen every WWE champ since Iron Sheik. Will winning the title mean the same without Vince? And he says, poor Cody. I'll say this about Cody. I think WWE knows what they have in Cody Rhodes right now, even though Vince is the guy who was clear dead set on putting the wwe championship on cody i still think that's going to happen when he comes back they know the people who are in charge they know how big of a, a star cody rhodes is i don't think he has anything to worry about but dutch i will that is a very interesting question winning the title mean the same without vince mcmahon calling the shots and being the one uh who chooses who is going to be carrying the top prize
2: for the company moving forward
1: and the question is
2: will it mean the same or what's the yeah, question does it, does it carry
1: as much weight does it mean the same
2: I think it will. I think it'll carry more weight actually, because they may present it in a different way. I think, you know, as 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 good as Roman is and as hard as he's worked, I think everybody at WWE right now at this time is suffering from Roman fatigue. They're tired of Roman. They're not not, not because they dislike him, they just want somebody else if you went to a strip club and had these beautiful girls and all of a sudden they got rid of them and then they brought in for diversity they'd bring in a bunch of skanks and they'd be okay for a while you know till you finally begging that owner please bring those other girls back i mean my god and it's the same thing here look at rick like oh i said something wrong no look these- at- yeah
1: I just love how your mind works. Like these analogies, like where you, like, I go to sports. You You go to strip
2: clubs and shoot people. Like what? we are just built differently, sir. Well, even if you had the beautiful girls and they're just there all the time, you want something different. Bring in the skanks. Yeah, just give me three weeks of them and then bring the other ones back. How how about about this different?
1: How about this one, Dutch? Let's simplify this, okay? Pizza is awesome. If you eat pizza every day
2: for a year, eventually you're going to want some damn chicken. You know what I'm saying? You will. It won't take a year. (laughs) It won't take that long. And I hate pizza, by the way. So that's what i tell you. Jesus. God dang. We are built different. After 12 o'clock, I can talk this stuff. (laughs) Hey, if they don't want to hear it, you know what they can do? And just... Not come over and join us, but I think we've we've really delivered some interesting tidbits of information. So you got to throw a little bit of real life in here, kinda. Oh, and you're you, Rick. You're looking at it like you've never been to a strip club. Not in
1: this keep, decade.
2: Keep trying to avoid the question.
1: No, I'm, I'm saying I probably not. I'm definitely not since I met my wife. That's for sure.
0: It's oh, been yeah, a while. Right.
1: It's been a minute gosh i'm married
2: I'm with sorry. two kids you think i got money to spend at a strip club you you would flip in the side door <laughs> you're not gonna buy a ticket or nothing you're too cheap i've heard about you rick hang on i'm checking
1: to make sure i got my table reserved for next set no anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sid, what do you think about that question
3: I think Dutch Manto is the greatest podcaster in the history of podcasting, and this is why you should watch Smack Talk every single Friday, 11.05 five. Dutch, it's,
1: it's Smack p.m. Talk. Every smack time talk. you tweet Smack Back, I just want to smack I, you back. I've renamed
2: it. I've renamed it. So what's the name of it? Smack Talk. We've only been doing it for 18 months. I just want to see if you noticed. But I have been putting down Smack Talk. Smack back. Yes. <laughs> Dude, what about snack back? How about that? We eat when we watch the show. That's another snack thing. Back while we snack talk back smack, smack talk oh, smack
1: Jack. Anything. First, first four months of this show before you got here, Dutch, I kept calling it talking
2: smack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh How long were we supposed to go on this? Uh We are. We have double- an hour and a half. I'm going to get yelled at in the morning. You're but. the manager. We're following you, so they can't blame me. I'm the can't man. We blame just, hey, gotta blame you. we, we got to blame whoever sent us in Super Chats. Like,
1: I got to answer the Super Chats. I'm doing my job. I'm making SK money.
2: All right. Let's go. we do We're do ready need. to leave. We do need to wrap up, though. Uh, Dutch, what you got going on? Oh, nothing. Just leave me alone. Cool. Hey, what you got going on? I've done about six hours of podcasting today, so I am worn the hell out. That's why I just threw my little off topic stripper club stuff in there because it's off topic and it's not about wrestling and people can identify with that. I think. The guys can anyway. SP3, what are the strip clubs it, like so, in UK. But My website is coming live. DirtyDutchMantel.com. So go over there and I'm gonna knock the hell out of Rick. <laughs> so and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna bar him from even coming in.
3: He you <laughs> think I know what this is. Tra- what? All right. Um check out true hill heat YouTube channel tomorrow. True Hill Heat 185, 1105 AM Eastern Time. We're gonna be talking about Physic Man retiring. All the shakeup in the WWE. And then next Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we got two very special guests. Yes. Ricky Gino and Dutch Mantel will be on True Hill Heat. So you have a double dosage of us three next week. Friday, 11.05 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on kita And then True Hill Heat, 186 on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel on Saturday at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time.
2: I'll Dezo. be
3: there. I'll be there.
1: There has never I been a do. good photo of me <laughs> taken, ever. That was
0: terrible. God awful.
2: Uh, guys, follow – Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get it off. The Get it
1: Get off.
2: It. Jesus. I- why is his name over mine? <laughs> <laughs> Who's he beat? I, I don't, I
3: don't, I'm not in charge of thumbnails. I'll tell Romeo to fix that.
2: There you go. Uh, to
1: guys, fix. do follow me uh, on Twitter at Rick Uchino. You're going to see links to recent conversations I've had with both Renee Paquette and AEW's Athena. They were both wonderful to talk to. I highly suggest you do that. And then my new main man, Baron Happy Corbin. Was able to talk to him this week. That's going to be dropping next week. So again, follow me on Twitter. You'll get all the links there. I love him. He's my man. He all is my right, man. Me? He is my dude. He's I am changed. all for Happy Corbin. Dutch, did you know he he complimented my mustache? Unsolicited. They did. Unsolicited.
2: Yes, it's on video. I've got it recorded. But well, it is a, it is a cute little mustache, isn't it? Though that's what it is. It's it's kind of cute. See. Well, compared to his, (laughs) yeah, I look like you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. We're like Pokemon evolution. All right. It goes Corbin, me, you. All right. Like that's, that's where we're at. Do you even get that reference? That's a good reference. No, I don't get the reference. It didn't have strippers in it, but, you know, it was still a very good uh, reference and a good analogy. All right, guys, we are way over on time. I'm going to get y'all at. Appreciate everybody who tuned in, who stayed with us for all 90 minutes of this 45-minute episode. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys. Follow us all on Twitter. Follow everybody's work. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week for the second SmackDown in the, I guess, Bruce Prichard, Stephanie McMahon era. SmackBack. <laughs> Smack talk, smack Uh, back on back back back. talk. It's smack talk, Talk. talking smack. I'm going to get a snack. We'll see you guys later. Sports, getting wrestling, YouTube channel. See you guys. Bye.